I'm Amina Zina, and you're listening to the Stay Fit, Stay Lit podcast. If you're ready to take your fitness, your body, and your life to the next level, then this is the place to be. And I'm so excited you're here, so now let's begin. What up? It is me, your girl, Amina Zina, and today we're going to be talking about gut health, how that impacts your fitness, your skin, your hair, your nails, pretty much everything in your life is really impacted by your gut, even your brain. So I actually want to talk about manifesting and things like that because I recently found out I am a splenic projector. We're going to go into it. We're going to deep dive. So welcome to today's show. I'm Amina, your host, personal trainer, group fitness instructor, DJ, YouTuber, person. Yeah, that's me. I've been doing it for a long time. I got to give the intro, yo. If you haven't been here, I got to say, hey, it's me, your girl. But I've been doing this stuff since 2009. I'm really good at it because it's been my business for a long time. And if you're back, thanks for coming back. You lit and you're fit. That's probably why you're listening to this because we have to reinforce what we learn. That's something important. As somebody that teaches people fitness day in, day out, yeah, you can learn it once and you need to learn it once. It's like driving a car. But if you don't drive a car for years, you're not going to be good at driving a car. Like, I have lived in New York City and Amsterdam. Like, I haven't lived in a place where you needed a car in over a decade at this point. So, I'm somebody that I don't like to drive. I like to ride my bike in Amsterdam, and I like to walk when I'm in New York. And even though I can drive, I probably shouldn't at this point. Like, I can, but the last time I drove was in Arizona at my friend's wedding in 2017. So... Do you really want me to drive your car? Exactly. Do you really want to keep taking fitness advice from people that don't brush up on this shit? No. Stop taking your mom's fitness advice from those terrible magazines in the 80s. Take Amina's advice. Now take whosoever advice resonates with you. But for real, I've been doing this for a long time, and one of my best friends is actually a nutritionist and gut health expert. So I've been reading her textbooks that she gave me, plus as someone who's certified and helps people understand their bodies better. This is something that I've been into for a while. So let's talk about it. On the most basic level, your gut is where you digest your food. And the thing is, is breakfast is not about having bacon and eggs before 11 a.m. I don't understand why everybody thinks breakfast is about having cereal and McDonald's stop serving breakfast at 11.30 a.m. So breakfast is a morning thing. You can break your fast anytime. Breakfast isn't just about having certain foods or doing it in the morning, it stands for break fast. And when you're in the state of fast, your body is in a great place. It's releasing human growth hormone. It's burning fat for you. It clears up a lot of digestive issues if you fast for long enough. Different fasting windows start to create different chemical effects in the body. So yeah, it's really good to understand that how you break your fast is going to set the stage for how your body digests food the entire day. So your first meal of the day is actually the most important one. That's true. It's just that you don't have to wake up and shove breakfast in your face. Sometimes that works. Like I have seasons in my life where the first thing I do when I wake up is eat. I'm starving. I'm hungry. I'm ready to do it. It fits with my schedule, my macros. I'm just very conscious and aware of whenever I break my fast, I need to be ready to eat at regular intervals to avoid going catabolic. Catabolic means your body's going into a state of like cannibalism, essentially. So we want to be anabolic. Well, if you want to be fit, if you want to have a flat stomach and keep your muscles on and look good, you want to stay anabolic. You want to keep your muscles intact. You want to make sure you're building lean mass and eating what you need to eat to maintain that lean mass. That's always my goal around food and lifting. That's it. Girl trying to look good. The rest of it is all fun. I love being an athlete. I love teaching spin classes you know at this point I'm teaching like 10 classes a week so that's a lot of workouts plus I still lift and I walk so I I consider myself a little athlete you know and that's fun it's just like for me though it's really important to make sure to maintain that muscle and always maintain good gut health because like I was saying it really does set the stage because whatever you eat first is going to have a big impact on the bacteria that your gut is going to start to produce so There's all these bacterias in your gut, and they can be good or bad, and that's what probiotics are. You can find them in certain foods. Dairy is a place you can find probiotics. Probiotics are also in kombucha. You can find other probiotics like certain fruits and vegetables. Like fruits and vegetables 
are magic. If you eat enough of them, they solve pretty much every problem on the planet. So just eat fruits and vegetables on the most basic, uneducated level, fruits and vegetables. You don't even have to know anything about them to know. Just eat them. But basically, it's important for me to break my fast with some sort of a fruit or digestive enzyme. So enzymes are things that are found in fruits and foods that play an even bigger role in how our body breaks down proteins, fats, and carbs. So the three main enzymes that I'm most concerned with are lipase, amylase, and bromelain. So lipase is good for digesting fats. You can remember like lipids is a term for fats. So lipase is something that's found in avocados. You can find it, again, you could take it in like a pill or a capsule form. And by the way, quick disclaimer, I am not diagnosing you. I am not giving you any sort of prescription. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a personal trainer that really cares about what I do. And I like to research and read textbooks from time to time about gut health and share what I learn on a podcast. So just please take this with a grain of salt and please always remember to cross-reference any information you get. That's the way that we become efficient learners is you have to do your own experiments. Fitness is an experiment on yourself. Like what does a, a scientist do? They do an experiment, they collect the data, and then they measure the data with other people's experiments. And then you come up with a conclusion. That is how we learn. That is how we come up with this stuff. So basically, the three main enzymes that break down the proteins, fats, and carbs. Lipase for lipids and fats. Amylase for carbs. The way I remember that is carbs is the body's number one energy source. Amylase starts with A. It's the first letter of the alphabet. Amylase, carbs. And then bromelain is bromelain. It's funny because I think of like gym bros, protein. Bromelain is an enzyme that also helps you with your throat. You can find it in pineapple. I've heard that if you have a sore throat, and as a weed smoker, nah, but for real, um, I love weed, yo. Weed, man. That'll help your gut health for real, but we'll get into that later. Basically, though, bromelain is found in pineapple, and it can help with sore throats, and it's really important for me to break my fast with fruits because fruits have a lot of these digestive enzymes. They set your body up with good bacteria. Now, every now and then, you're going to have a croissant for breakfast. You're going to have pizza for breakfast. I'm not saying like literally every day you need to make sure to break your fast with fruit, but it's important for me. And I think that it really does help you absorb minerals and nutrients better because I've worked with clients that they either have trouble gaining weight. So I work with people that want to gain weight and I have a lot of clients that want to lose weight. Either way, if you're not eating real foods, your body's going to have a hard time getting any sort of vitamins and minerals and running its processes correctly. If it can't really break down the food, it can't absorb it and use it as well as it could. So that's what all sort of supplements do. Supplements help your diet and give you more of certain nutrients and help your body run its systems better. But if you can't even digest your food in the first place, all the supplements in the world aren't going to help. You know, eating well is good, but if your body is only absorbing half of the protein because you don't have any digestive enzymes in your stomach, like that's why you got to hit macros. You know, you want to make sure you're getting enough protein, fats, and carbs to actually make sure that you are going to build muscle because there is a numeric minimum. There are actual tangible numbers that you can use that every single human can use based on their body to know that they're going to build muscle. This is what I do with people. Yes, there are numbers you can hit that works every single time because it's all science. And like I said, these experiments have been done so many times. We figured out that if you eat anywhere from one gram or a little bit more, about one gram of protein per pound that you weigh, that's the correct amount of protein that you need to start building muscle. And then the carbs and the fats. Give me one second. Let me sip this tea. Drinking tea, wow, so good for your gut health. That's why I drink tea. I drink like five cups a day. Pause, let me drink this. And yeah, sometimes it's good to pause your thoughts and let it absorb. But basically, you want to make sure that you're giving your body what it needs to digest your food. And that's why I think having a green juice, as my boyfriend, he, he was messaging me. Let me go ahead and put my phone on silent. See, this podcast is, is stream of consciousness. That's what this is. So basically, let's take a moment. Let's refocus. Bromelain is the enzyme that helps us digest protein. And 
what I was saying is that you just want to make sure that you're setting your stomach upright to absorb food properly because it can really have an impact on your lack of results. It can start showing up as skin problems, acne. You could be constantly bloated. You ever just felt like no matter what you did, even when you woke up in the morning, you're constantly bloated? It's probably something to do with your gut and what you've been eating. And maybe you have a yeast overgrowth. Because if we're eating too many processed sugars and refined sugars, those bad bacteria, there's billions of them, but one of them is called candida. So a lot of times, if you're breaking your fast with processed food and sugar, which the breakfast industry, the cereal industry, the pastry industry, I think a lot of people are kind of into that. You go to Dunkin' Donuts, you get a coffee and a donut, you're throwing all this acid and yeast into your stomach and you start creating this bacterial overgrowth and that's when your stomach feels bloated. That's when you're, it hurts to go to the bathroom. That's when you're irritable and upset. A lot of times people's mood disorders are even linked to their gut. I mean, when you're reading these textbooks, a gut health expert will tell you that the gut is where everything starts. And the reason I even brought up manifestation in the beginning and being a splenic projector is that there is this thing called human design. And if you know what it is, it's something sort of in the spiritual world. It's almost like a personality test. But there's a lot of people that believe that all humans sort of fall into a human design chart. It's based on your birthday, the time of day you were born. And it tells you a lot even about your own digestion and what type of foods your body digests better. Like my human design chart says that I digest cold foods better. And as a splenic projector, as a type of person that I am and how I create and pull things into existence is through my gut, gut feelings, my spleen. So I think that's why I've always loved food and I maybe part of my work in life has been meant to help people understand food better. It's been something I've been genuinely interested in since I was a teenager, been going out of my way to research about food and how the body works. So a lot of this stuff in the human design chart is showing you what you would be the best with and what is best for your body and way of being based on your own sort of makeup. And it's interesting because there is truth in that. Some people definitely digest hot foods better and there's food out there that is actually better for your body when it's cooked and it has more of its own vitamins and minerals coming through. Like when you cook tomatoes, the the lycopene in them, which is, I guess, a vitamin, I don't know what to call it. It's just an ingredient that is good for your heart health. So when you cook a tomato, that ingredient is released more. And even they say that with carrots, the beta carotene that comes in carrots is activated higher when you cook it. And it definitely changes the glycemic index of it. You know, there's a glycemic index with carbs. And that's also something to understand, too, how your body absorbs sugars and understanding that starchy carbs and lower glycemic carbs are also going to have a different impact on your gut health and your overall digestive processes. And understanding how do you feel with eating around workouts knowing your body knowing like for me people always ask me like how do you like I'm able to eat like an entire burrito before teaching a class like I could have a burger and a fries and teach like two back-to-back spin classes and lift weights and I would have zero digestive issues because I've set myself up so much by drinking green juices every single day I take ginger shots every day I drink five cups of tea my body can and will digest food like in two seconds like I my body absorbs food as soon as it hits my stomach it's like digesting like I'm like a machine and when you build enough muscle and you're constantly lifting weights you just burn through food it just becomes like my stomach never feels too heavy because I always have somewhere for it to go and because I've cleared my digestive tract pretty much every day by drinking green juice and eating enough fruits and vegetables I don't really have anything like caught up it just the food just moves through me and gets used the way it's meant to And I feel like a lot of times, you know, people think they need to eat more fiber. And so people start taking these like fiber supplements and people do a lot of supplementing and think they need to take a probiotic if they have gut health issues and they think they need to do all this stuff. It's like, I promise you a green juice a day will solve like every single problem in your life. You'll have clear skin, your hair will grow, your stomach going to be cleared up. You're going to get better results in the gym. So this video, it could also be, well, it's not a video. I'm not filming this. Um, By the way, quick, I kind of don't like when people try to put a YouTube video as a podcast and you hear them talking to their YouTube video, but you're listening to them on a podcast platform. I'm not for that. I do totally different content on my YouTube than my podcast because it's two different places. It's two different things. 
anyways, let's jump back into it. So a green juice, yo, have a green juice every day. Like it's worth it. Our gut health really does change like everything. And that's really what it is on the most basic level. It's understanding that your first meal of the day is the most important. It doesn't matter when you have it. But once you break your fast, you do need to eat in regular intervals to keep your body's metabolism regulated and to keep your gut health you know, flowing. Having a good balance of acidic foods and base foods is important. Like I was saying, a lot of times people wake up, first thing they have is coffee, right? Well, the first thing you should have is water. You've been laying in bed dehydrated for eight hours and water is the most important thing we could ever put in our bodies. So just keep that in mind. You can go months, you can go even years without food. You're much more likely to go longer without food than water. Now, there is this guy I have seen. I don't know what country he's from and I forget his name. So the story is losing its credibility, but you got to find it on YouTube. This kid that meditated for over a year, like he sat there and he was documented. He really meditated, didn't have water or food for like a year. So a lot of times we hear that the body, if you don't get water, like you'll die from dehydration sooner than you'll die from starving. And I still think that's mostly true. It's just that people have defied a lot of logic. People have defied these things and, I think it's really interesting to keep your mind open because if we can think it, it can happen. So this guy, he meditated for like a year straight. Human growth hormone just flowing through him. The thing is, is that people have definitely experimented with really long fasts. Like people have tried 100-day fasts for a long time now. So I know that people have experimented with long, long, long periods of no food, but I don't think many people have experimented with long periods of no water. So that's why I'm even talking about this guy because he's definitely some Gen Z kid. Like this is something recent in the 20, you know, 2020s era. So find it. Just do a quick Google or YouTube search for like kid that meditates in Asia for like one year and he'll probably be the first thing that comes up. Anyways, so when your body is in different states of fast, like I was saying, good time to bring that up because the longer you fast, the better for your overall regeneration process because people do intermittent fasting for 12 16 even 18 hours and that's good you give your body's digestive system a break because digestion takes a lot of work it takes calories to even digest your food that's also why under eating doesn't serve you because if you're under eating your body's going to hold on to unwanted fat it's not going to perform well you're not going to feel good you're going to be mad you're going to be tired you're going to be drowsy Right? There's a lot of your hair is going to get thinner. Like There's a lot of you're going to break out. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling you all the truth. If you undereat, it's just as bad as overeating. Your systems can't run. And that's another reason people have problems too. If you're undereating and your body needs calories to digest the food, it's like you're going to put the food in your stomach, but then it's not going to digest all the way through. It's not going to make it through your colon. Because it doesn't have the calories to. And then you're going to have all this backed up old rotting meals sitting in your stomach. And that's when you start having stomach issues. And that's when, not to be gross, and I literally, y'all, this is me taking one for the team. So I'm going to say this and then I have to plug my products. Because I hate talking about the bathroom. I hate talking about taking a poo. Ugh, not for me. But if you are irregular and if everything is all messed up and it's not the same you notice like every time you go, it's a different situation. Maybe if you're under eating, it's because like I was saying, you have all these backed up meals and then some of them are coming out sooner and then some of them are taking more time and then the food is all broken down and the stomach acid and the bacteria hasn't had a chance to like clean itself out. So a lot of times under eating can be a problem. Uh, eating too much processed food and then under eating, which is something I see all the time is like, you don't eat enough, and then what you do eat is, like, some crazy prepackaged like, lean cuisine. It's like, boo, you need fruits and vegetables every day. Like, that's why for me, every single day I have something cold-pressed. I have cold-pressed ginger shots in my fridge right now. I have 10 of them. Fortunately, in my grocery store, they sell these ginger shots for one euro, and they've been on sale recently. Six for five, boo. So that's been, like, 75-cent ginger shots. I got 10 of them in my fridge. I keep cold-pressed juices around. And then I have raw vegetables every day for the actual fiber. So taking a fiber supplement is not the same thing as eating a raw fruit and vegetable. And even just one, man, even if you just have one apple, one banana, one carrot, 
that's so much better than none. You need a big serving. Like I have a big, I try to have like a salad, like a bowl of salad and a green juice every day. That right there, if I feel like if I do those two things, I've eaten enough vegetables. And then let's say, you know, if there's extra vegetables cooked on the side, like, or whatever, that's great. But as long as I have my big plate of raw vegetables and a green juice, first thing I like to drink is like that ginger shot nowadays, just something like that. I just have to have real foods. And then the rest you can have meat and potatoes and breads and all those other things that you need to hit your macros. But yeah, y'all, if you are looking for that, hit up my link in my bio. I have a course that goes deep diving into all this stuff, how to make it a lifestyle, how to start from zero and get your body on 100. That's the vision for me. That's what I teach is like, okay, you're somebody that you want to lift, you want to learn how to eat, you want to build your body. Boom. This is what you would do. Got you. This course has helped a lot of people. I've seen amazing results and it's only an eight week course. So check it out. Link in my bio. Anyways, back to the flow of the gut health and understanding yourself more. Self-awareness is the key and understanding the body is the key and understanding how you feel when you eat certain foods is also the key. I have to eat good every day and what that means is that I get the top quality foods. I have to have food that tastes good. I always season my food seasonings, boo, seasonings and tea, man. Drinking tea and seasoning your food right will help your gut health. So what are some good seasonings for your gut? Everything garlic cinnamon whatever you like to cook like don't make it too complicated salt pepper sometimes they say stay away from cayenne pepper and spicy food if you have gut problems which i mean look again like i said this is you know your body you know what you're going through i eat spicy food like i drink hot sauce like it's my job i will drink bottles of it i it's, it's gross my gut feel good you know i drink lemons i drink coffee i drink and i eat a lot of acidic food i just also make sure to eat a lot of base foods I do eat dairy when I'm in Europe because to be you 100%, y'all know it's just a totally different thing. Dairy in Europe is an actual food. Dairy in America is not an actual food. Not going to dive too deep into politics, but I do not eat dairy in the United States. It's not the same thing. Europe bans most of American food. So just so you know, it's like when I talk about food and fruits and vegetables, that's kind of across the board fruits and vegetables is good for you but even in the states yo if you live in the united states you got to really make sure you're staying away from too much processed gmos and even if you do get conventional fruits and vegetables at the grocery store soak y'all fruit and vegetable and vinegar i mean i should probably be doing this in europe i just just factually the laws here around food are just much better so it's less tampered with but if you live in the states make sure you're soaking your fruits and vegetables there's always this weird wax layer on top of the fruits and you want to get the pesticides off and you want to do your best to avoid that stuff too so yeah look out for yourselves america look out for that food read your labels and do not let these food companies play with you there's a lot a lot of lies out there there's a lot of calling food something it isn't there's a lot of dying bread brown to call it wheat bread you know there's a lot of that so just be mindful being mindful being mindful of what you put into your gut because your gut is a channel to your mind. Your body is all one thing. Your body and your brain are all one synergistic piece. And the more you take care of any area of it, the better. It's just sort of knowing how to have the best practices for the best results. That's my life. That's all I want in life is the absolute best for myself and everybody in the whole planet. I want the best for all of us. But remember, doing what's best for you is what's best for all of us. That's why I invest in myself. I always make sure I have green juice. I have fresh fruit. No matter what it costs. When I lived in New York City, the green juices I was buying every day were anywhere from 6 to $15. Because you can get pre-made cold-pressed juices, and that's cool. If that works for you, you got to get the ones that are in the bottle and at the store. Cool. If you need to go and get your own juice machine because you don't live in a place that has cold-pressed juices, get yourself a juicer. But in New York City, there's a juice shop on every corner, and so I always preferred to go to ones where you could make them fresh. Like you would watch them put the kale in the juice or you would watch them make it because once you cut a fruit or vegetable from the earth, it starts decreasing in its nutrient content. So the longer you have a processed, cut-up, or juiced vegetable on the shelf – it's like depreciating. 
So I do like to get it as fresh as possible. But if the only choice is for me to grab one of them suja juices at Kroger because I'm visiting my family in West Virginia, we're going to drink a suja juice at Kroger. I just, those naked juices, I'm not here to talk about anybody's brand or whatever, but like chill with them naked juices, yo. That's not, that's not really a juice. It's, it's, you got to do your research. Be willing to research the food you eat. It's the one thing you need the most. Don't be lazy with it. It's your body. Never be lazy with your body, sis. Or bro, for real. Promise you, it's the only thing that's yours. Everything else is not yours. The only thing that's yours is your body. So make sure that you take care of it to the best of your ability. And all the stuff in your house is yours, of course, materially and X, Y, and Z. But what I'm saying is, is that is all stuff that will... Break down and need replace one day. Your body, you can't really replace it. We all will die one day, but until the day you die, you want to be up and moving, man. That's what I love about the Netherlands. I live in this neighborhood with a bunch of, like, senior citizens around. They're all maybe 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I haven't seen a single person that was just down and out. Like, everybody's up. They walk in at a good pace. They ride their bikes. They're able to carry their groceries, like... One of my neighbors, she's 72. She lives alone in a three-story house. You know, she goes upstairs every day. Like, that's what's up because people here eat well. Um, And a lot of that, you know, I understand if you're born in America, you can't help it. That's where you're at. But either way, you still got to look out for yourself and make sure you're eating the best possible. So what about all these probiotics? What about kombucha? What about these other things? Yeah, take it. Try it. I love kombucha. Kombucha is slightly alcoholic. It's fermented. Fermented food is really good for gut health. Uh, It really helps with just rebalancing any bacteria. It's always a yin and yang. Life is finding the yin and the yang. Your gut health is about balancing the acidic and the base. That's really what it is. So you can even test your water. I I used to get pH testing strips at Whole Foods. It's like two bucks just to make sure I was drinking pH alkaline water. So Yeah, you want to try to stay in a good balance of your body's natural pH, which is around 7-ish, 7.7, something like that. So yeah, make sure you're eating fruits and vegetables. And then what you can do, I think the best thing to do is like, let's say your first meal of the day is pineapple. You have half a pineapple, wait 20 minutes, let the food digest, let the enzyme set in. Then you have your bigger breakfast. Then you have your toast and your eggs and your potatoes. So you just set yourself up so that way the first food that hits your gut is going to support the rest of the day and making sure you're just getting a balance of everything you need. Lemon juice and water, that's a good way to wake up. A lot of people wake up with warm water and lemon juice. I like a green tea. I break my fast in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's a green tea. Sometimes it's fruit. Sometimes, I say mostly at this point in my life, sometimes it's coffee, which, ugh, man, when you first thing you drink is just like a black coffee, my stomach isn't happy with me when I do that, but some days I, I got to do that. Like for me, if I don't have the time to eat proper meals and I know I'm going back, but again, stream of consciousness here, just flow with me, flow with me, boo. Sometimes it's better when you plan it out and script it out. A lot of times it's better if you just flow today, we flow in. So I like to wake up and like, if I'm just super on my grind, like I got to go teach classes right away and I don't have time to eat. Like I just, pour back at first I'll drink water at least and then I just have a black coffee smoke a little weed and head out boo weed will help your digestive system 100% THC CBD all the cannabinoids it's calorie free so if I'm fasting that really does help me it helps my stomach just in my whole nervous system regulating your nervous system regulating your nervous system will help you with your gut Getting your gut together will help you regulate your nervous system. And how you can regulate your nervous system is tons of different ways. Dancing, meditation, breath work, cryotherapy. Yo, I be going to cryotherapy, yo. You know I still go to cryotherapy. I go to red light therapy. Understanding, like I was saying, that your body is just one synergistic piece and understanding every system that comes together that brings it all into one. So it's like you have your digestive system, you have your respiratory system, you have your endocrine, which is your hormonal system. You have your nervous system, which is regulating all the nerves in your body. You have your eyesight system. You have your taste and smell, your sinuses. You have your uh, skeletal system, your ligaments, your tendons. Just understanding how it all comes together and how it all just works with each other. Your blood, your heart. You have that system, your cardio system. Am I anything else? I guess every organ is its own system. Spleen, 
what else have we got, yo? Liver. We got so many organs. Pineal gland, pineal gland. I don't really know how to say that word, but y'all, make sure y'all drinking some good water for real. Drink good quality water. Get it filtered. Get it distilled. So I actually was watching a YouTube video yesterday, and it told me that if we were to drink seawater, it would kill us. The salt would literally kill us. So how we make distilled water is that whenever you heat up seawater, you get it to the point of boiling, and you trap the condensation. So when you take a hot shower and your mirror gets all steamy, you would trap that in a clean container. And then once it cools down, the water drips back into its original form, and that is how you distill water, like long story short. So distilled water, separating that sea salt from the water molecule, that is like the most pure and best form of purified water I've heard is distilled water. There's stage five filter water. Sometimes even if you just put mineral drops back into your water, I'm not saying that'll necessarily clean the water, but I do think in some sense, you know, you have some minerals in there, you have some sodium It'll help you you clean things up, making sure you're getting your minerals, your trace minerals, sodium, calcium, magnesium. Magnesium will change your life, boo. Magnesium, ashwagandha. Basically, gut health is just health. It's just important to know that what you eat is what you are, boo, and what you say to yourself is what you create. And when you feel stuff in your gut, like that's why it's good to have a clear gut because it's such a, for me, like I said, as a splenic projector, as somebody that manifested on, on gut instinct, meaning like I get my ideas and decisions as a gut flash, literally. When I was moving to New York, I got a gut instinct to go there. Ten days before I moved, I made the decision. It wasn't like something I had planned and thought through. Didn't have money, didn't have friends, didn't have anything. Didn't make sense for me to go. Statistically, I wasn't meant to make it in New York, but I made it there for eight years. I made my career there. I made friends there found the love of my life in New York. So that gut instinct, because I, my gut channel was clear, you know, this was me in college. I was a, at this point I had been a personal trainer. I'd been certified and been teaching for two years at that point when I moved to New York. And then when I moved to New York is when I set it off with being a personal trainer and learning these things and things like that. Um, though it, that also made me think when I first moved to New York, I was like vegetarian for like a year. I had moments of veganism and vegetarian. I had made a whole podcast about this. And uh, being a vegan vegetarian is also important to understand how your gut health works because as a vegan and vegetarian, you have to eat a lot more carbs. There's like knowing that legumes in your body might have a harder time processing certain like lentils and beans and rice. So being really aware of the cooking time and sort of making sure that outer shell on those things has been cooked enough for your body to process it better so yeah the different fruits and vegetables and like a lot of times people with broccoli I've heard a lot of times people have different the body has a different time digesting different foods from different food groups and because a lot of people have sort of this gluten I would say intolerance as something we've all heard about the gluten-free life is saying that a lot of people have an intolerance in their gut like when they eat gluten, it's creating a really bad, I guess, candida overgrowth and just overall bad bacterial growth. So that's why there's this whole gluten-free movement because some people's bodies are really sensitive to certain ingredients. So I think it is important to log your food because whenever you want to create a change in your body, you got to have data. Like I was saying, you are a scientist and there's no way for scientists to come to conclusions about anything without data. So logging your food, figuring out what your body can digest, figuring out how to cook your food for the best digestive outcome. So that's why making sure like when even if you're cooking meat on the other spectrum, I do like to keep it a little bit more on the medium rare side because if you overcook your meat, you're going to burn out all the digestive enzymes and not that I'm saying you should eat raw meat. I just think that meat to me seems more useful and even a little more safer in a slightly more medium rare state. I'm not saying you can never have well done meat and you, you can't, you know, cook it to your liking or completely brown it. Just make sure to not overcook certain meats and certain foods to keep the enzymes in them. I mean, that's true for all plants and minerals and things like that. I just feel like with animal products specifically when you overcook meat 
it can become a carcinogen, So, which means that's going to cause cancer. We don't want that. Overly processed sugar, eating too much sugar causes cancer and, and diabetes and all these things. So being mindful of what you eat, being very mindful of what you eat, not obsessed. And that's another thing, too. Sometimes my clients will be like, I feel like, you know, I have clients that they log their food and they end up logging their food for years. And like even today, I woke up from a text from one of my clients. She's like, yeah, I'm still doing what you taught me three years ago and it's working. I get those messages all the time. Because I teach foundations. I don't teach you a fad diet. This isn't Weight Watchers. I'm not your accountability buddy. Do you want to learn how the body works for real for real? So you can just manage this shit. That's what I teach. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell you to like portion control. Like no, for real. You have to portion control. But you have to actually know the exact amount of food you need to eat to build and maintain your muscle mass. That is a science. That is an art. So log your food, bitch. You want results? Log your food. You want money? Maintain your accounts. Know what's in your accounts. Know what you're spending. You know what I'm saying? So as far as logging your food and giving a fuck, like I was saying, sometimes my clients are like, I feel like I'm obsessed and I'm feeling like it's too unhealthy that I'm thinking about what I'm eating too much. You really kind of can't. Like, and I, again, please take everything I say with a grain of salt. I feel like you have to give like so many warnings nowadays because people can misconstrue things easily. But that's also... You have to be willing to hear the whole story before you come up with your even own your own conclusion. But basically, I don't think you can become obsessed with food. I don't think it's unhealthy or obsessive or mentally fucked up to be thinking about what you're eating all the time. Like it's your number one thing. Your food and what you eat and your health is your number one thing. Money, relationships, creating art, all that stuff is secondary to your health. So, yeah, you better be aware of what you're eating every day. It's not like you have to eat food all day, every day. You can't. But for those couple meals, those couple times you eat, somewhere between those three to six times you could put food in your mouth, you should really think about it. You should spend 90 seconds to think about it. You should flip the label over of the food you're eating and look at it and read it so you know what the fuck you're eating. That's not being obsessive or crazy. That's called actually giving a fuck about yourself. You know, sometimes I'm just like, and that's also, that's a lot of inner work that people got to do. For themselves, you got to realize that you're worth the work. If not you, if not your body, if your body ain't worth it, ain't nothing in your life ever going to really show up for you. Like if you get what you give, man, and if you're giving yourself half-ass energy, your business is going to be half-ass. The relationships you're in are going to be half-ass. Everything you do is going to be half-ass. So what you give yourself is what you give the world too. So if you really want to give the world that best version of yourself, that's why celebrities look good. Everybody's like, oh, it's because they have the money for a personal trainer and a nutritionist. Well, yeah, <laughs> I love how everybody says that first. Like, yeah, because they invest their money into fitness and, and nutrition. And of course, surgeries, of course, you know, and surgeries, unfortunately, the end results are looking better and better these days. But real talk with that surgery shit, boo. Unless you got 30K, like, or more, 30K, who am I talking to? Unless you got, like, 300K a year to keep up with your surgeries, why even bother? Like, because I'm not fully against it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, never do something. Because, hey, it's your body, it's your art, and a lot of these procedures are getting safer and more cost-effective. Not promoting plastic surgery, just saying, like, some people that is the path they take. But real talk, it's expensive, and the results usually don't look as good as somebody that just worked out. To be real, I've never been fooled by a surgery body. Like, even nowadays, they do in the skinny BBL, where they're still, you know, doing the fat transfer and putting the hip transfer. It's the hip transfer shit that gets me. You're not fooling anybody. That It's, it's actually really hard for me to look at somebody with a BBL because it's so ergonomically unsound for how the woman's body is actually designed. You're not actually supposed to look like a Disney princess. Nobody has hips like that. Like, it's it's so unnatural. It, they look like a Barbie. It's not really, it's not ergonomical to me. I The BBL, uh-uh, no. I, you can see it every time. Like I said, even when it's the skinny one, you're not fooling anybody. And, you know, a lot of people think that looks good or whatever. But as somebody that like, works in fitness and helps people sculpt bodies, I just, that silhouette is really off-putting to me. It actually makes me squeamish. Because it's just so not what the human body looks like or is supposed to look like. But anyways, that's for you to decide. It's your art, right? As much as... And that's another thing, too. It's your art, but shit, it's my opinion, and I can have it. We all have one, right? But basically, make sure you're eating well because you're worth it. Understand that 
when you log your food and you really take care of yourself and you really are aware of what you're eating, that's good for you because over time you build a system that way. Like you eat a lot of the same stuff and if you read the label once and you're eating a lot of the same stuff, now you have a knowledge base. It's a lot easier to have a foundation than to never know what you're eating and to always be wondering. Just take the time to learn. And then once you learn, you can build on it. Real knowledge is a brick. And a brick is what you lay to build the foundation of your house. And I feel like understanding the knowledge of how the body works is what helps you build a house. And all these diets out here that don't teach you anything, that's like renting an Airbnb. And then wondering, it's like you spend all this money renting an Airbnb, but you never built a house. And then wonder why you don't have your own. Because you're doing diets and shit. You're not taking the time to learn. Okay, these are the fundamentals of the body. Uh, different food takes different time to digest. That's another important thing to understand too. Is the best way to make sure your body is getting what it needs and your body is going to feel the best is every single meal have a protein, fat, and a carb. Because carbs are digested so quickly sometimes. Like if you eat an apple, you're, that apple is gone in like 15 minutes. You're eating bread. You're eating potatoes. I mean, you'll be lucky if that stays in your stomach for 45 minutes. So a lot of people are having these incomplete meals. You're having an apple and then you're letting six hours go by before your next meal. It's like your body was just eating its own muscle in that time because you broke your fast. Now your body used up that apple, it used up the energy, and then you didn't give it energy. And then it's sitting there and you're starving your body. It's telling you, okay, you're starving me now. I'm going to store fat. I'm going to start eating your muscle because your muscle has all that, that, that burger you had, that protein, that green juice you had that went to your muscle. Well, because you didn't give me carbs to run on, because my body's main energy source is glucose, which is coming from carbs, you didn't give me any carbs, I'm going to go eat your muscle, because there's protein in your muscle. See how that works? Your body is going... So if your body's in a state of fast, once you have used up all the available carbs for it, once your body has burned through the carbs while it was fasting, it'll start burning your fat. The human growth hormone is protecting your muscle, your body starts using fat as its next energy source. But once you've broken your fast, your body is going to eat carbs and then it's going to eat protein in that order. So understanding that once you break your fast, you really need to eat at regular intervals. And so understanding that when you have a protein, fat, and a carb in your meal, now you're setting yourself up for at least a three to five hour window of your body having food in it. And so it won't eat your muscle because it has energy. Because meats and fats take way longer to digest than carbs. Something like pork or beef that has both protein and fat and saturated fats, that's the thing that's going to take three, four, even sometimes five hours if you're eating like two big plates. I know I be eating enough that it's going to take my body, you know, I eat a lot in one time. And that's another thing too, a way to hack it is like whenever I'm eating, I just get as much food as I can in that one situation as I can. Now, sometimes if I just need a snack or something quick, that's what it is. But I'm saying like if I'm sitting down for a meal my goal is to like get as much food in my system as I can because I have I have a high calorie count. Like I need to get anywhere from 2,800 calories and up every single day, 3,000 calories. So I need to sit down and have 1,200 calorie meals. So being able to just when you're eating, just get it done. Treat it like a job. Treat your nutrition like a job. If you want your body to work properly, you want to have muscles, you want to look good, you want to have your best brain and thought processes and your best life eat the best food you can because the thing is too I was thinking about this like on a manifestation level on a spiritual level we are what we eat a lot of food is high vibrational and a lot of food is low vibrational so what you eat can definitely impact the vibe you're on and what you're manifesting when you're eating pure high energy food when you're eating love and you're eating food that is the earth what do you think you're going to attract more of? You're going to attract more pure energy, more love, more things that are natural and in alignment for you. You're eating a lot of fake processed shit. You're going to be a fake processed person attracting a lot of fake processed situations. You're eating Popeyes and popcorn every meal and every single meal is out and about and you're eating these fake oils, hydrogenated oils because truthfully, there's a lot of food on the shelves that isn't even food. I think it's like this. Now, the best foods are the ones that you know are one ingredient that don't have a commercial. Strawberries, beef, chicken, egg, all those things are one thing, olive oil. Now, when you start eating more foods with these other ingredients, there's a lot of chemicals that are in food that aren't really digestible for us. Like there's a lot of food, 
See, it shouldn't even be called food. It should be called, like, sub food. It's not really food. It should be called, like, social media food. Like, if you're eating a Twinkie, for instance, or, you know, just, like, a donut, there's going to be a whole lot of emulsifiers, dyes, you know, unnatural cornstarches, all these things that don't really occur in nature. It took a lab to make. If it takes a lab to make it, you're not really eating food. You're, so where's your vibration? Food, real natural food from the earth is a high vibration. Fake chemicals that they put into real food to make it sit longer in the shelf has no vibration. So a lot of people are eating food with little to no vibration, and then they just kind of dull. You ever just meet somebody that's just sort of like, their eyes is just glazed over, and it's just like they're not all the way there, and they're drinking the tap water, it's calcifying their pineal gland. So I know that's a little bit of like Illuminati conspiracy theorist of me to even bring that up, but real talk, all that tap water, all that shit, all the chemicals in the water in America is blocking your spirituality because water is flow. Water is life. We are water. Water stores memories. Water can create us or break us. So the water we drink, especially in America, the fact that it's just filled with all those chemicals, that's no light thing, boo-boo. Most of our body, most of our life is water. So that's why I talk about water so much in this situation here. You can manifest with water. I'm actually about to get ready to do this little two-cup ceremony quantum jump. You can quantum jump with water. And it's crazy. It's this thing on YouTube. It seems really silly. I mean, it's free. You can look it up. Look up like the two-cup quantum manifestation method on YouTube. That's how I got to Amsterdam. It's crazy because I remember doing that method. The first and only time I did it was to move to Amsterdam. And now I'm about to have me a two-cup ceremony like every day because that should be working, boo. Water is flow. Water is energy. Be a water snob. I always drink out of a copper tin. That's because... The copper tin releases the minerals and then the minerals get put into the water and copper is good for promoting keeping your hair dark. It's good for everything. Copper is good for everything. I used to drink colloidal gold and silver. I really used to drink bottles of it when I lived in New York just to offset any sort of chemicals that might still be in the water. Life hack. If you live in New York, go get your water at Shake Shack. Just take your water bottle there. They have at least stage three filter water. Stage five is like the highest form of filtered water but stage three will hey it'll set you straight and if you're in europe yo the thing about europe is when you go to a restaurant here they don't just give you free water with the meal they always make you buy it and sometimes i've bought nine dollar bottles of water before because it's like coming from a volcano and the thing is i do appreciate it though europe really be tight with the water game not london though london got all this weird white chalky shit in the water yo i'm gonna put it to you like this whenever i travel which is pretty often Two to three times a year, I go somewhere, usually internationally. The only place in my life where I will drink tap water is the Netherlands. Netherlands on point with this tap water, boo. Because Dutch people don't play that shit. Dutch people, I love Dutch people for the efficiency and understanding that, like, it's not perfect, it's not utopia, but compared to the rest of the planet, it might as well be. Dutch society is very efficient. The things that matter work really well the healthcare system works the best i've ever seen it in my lifetime in any country i've been to they probably say japan has a pretty good one but the healthcare system is good here the water is good here the roads are clean the cities are safe like that sort of stuff the netherlands has it on fleek america the rest of the world mexico whenever i travel mm-mm. water snobbing it boiling my water in the hotel room i bring my own filtered water bottles and i bring my ph strips and i'm always getting smart water when I'm in the United States because it's distilled or I go to this place called HU Kitchen in New York. They have a stage five filter. I know the very few restaurants in New York that have stage five filtered water. Like that's the type of person I am. That's how little I play games with myself. I'm not playing games with my body, boo. I'm JLo. Like I'm not like for real. (laughs) I want to look like I'm in my early 20s for the rest of my life. So drink the right water and you will. And yeah, on that, I think I'm going to go to bed. It's 7 a.m. It's weird. Time doesn't really exist. I took a weird nap. Have you ever, like, I saw? I thought I set the alarm, but I didn't. I, I did set it, but I set it for the next day, and I ended up, my 90-minute nap turned into a five-hour nap. Fortunately, I didn't miss any appointments or anything. And, um, yo, one time I was so jet-lagged. Literally, I flew back from the United States. This was actually in 2021 or 2020. 
one of those trips I did for Christmas. I came back to Europe after being in the United States and I accidentally slept for 18 hours. Like, and I, I missed one of my uh, training sessions with somebody. I was like, shit. I slept through my alarms. Like, I'm a deep sleeper. Melatonin, boo. That's a whole other subject. So, yeah, I hope this just sort of, this was a very surface level, just scratching the surface about gut health. Because, like I said, I'd be reading my friend's textbooks, and she likes to teach me all this stuff about the gut, and it is really interesting stuff. I just think, you know, on the most basic level, just knowing how do you just start on the most basic level because of how advanced things can get. So drink a green juice. Make sure you break your fast well. Make sure you're actually, how about that? I'm going to keep it beyond simple. Break your fast with fruit this week. How about that? that, that let's make that the, the, the goal of the week. Try every single day, the first meal you eat, whenever that is, whatever time that is, to have it be fruit. And like I was saying about the fasting times, I think we have to talk about that. We can jump back into that. 12, 18 hours, that's all good. But it really takes like the 20 hour, 24, 36, 48 hours to really have your body start regenerating and really heal any like long-term digestive issues. Because digestion, you know, whenever your body is digesting, all the blood and energy is going into your stomach because it's a process. So when you free that up, once your body has burned through the food after the 12, 16, 18, 24 hours, once your system is truly clear, then your body can start restoring its cells. It starts repairing and creating new cells in your brain and your whole body. So look into longer-term fasting and try it out one day. Make sure you prepare for it. Maybe do it on a weekend where you're not going to do strenuous exercise. Give yourself a chance to chill, relax, and breathe. Try a longer fast. There's a lot of ways you can improve your gut health for like zero money, like just drinking more and better water. So with that being said, make sure you check out all the links in my bio. I am getting back on my YouTube. Your girl is going to be YouTubing on two different channels. One is all about this fitness stuff and the other is all about life and manifestation and story times. And make sure you check out my courses. Make sure you check out my website if you are looking for that one-on-one support with your health and your fitness journey. And if you haven't already, please be sure to leave a five-star rating in the iTunes store. It really does help spread the word so we can get more people living that stay fit, stay lit lifestyle. Until the next time, you know what it is. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you learned something useful and enjoyed what you listened to. And if you did, please feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and post it in your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag me at Aminazina underscore fitness because I want to meet you and I want to shout you out. So thanks again. And until the next time, stay fit, stay lit.